Welcome to Doctrine and McDunn, a podcast that explores Christian faith and you know, practice from a, <laughs> from a reform. That was pretty good. You caught me off guard there. <laughs> I thought I might. And you did. You did. You win that round. Jimmy's in here. You guys are going to kick me off the podcast. I know. Here I go. <laughs> Everyone's kicking me out. Yeah, listen, you're no. just going to be, you're going you're gonna to come in. Uh, we'll have you come in like once a month. Mm, once a month. Once a month. You do some like funny I'll bits. I'll be the recurring guest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do all my hits. Ha ha ha. Fire the white pastor. I'll do all the greatest oh, hits. Oh man, that was that was one of my favorite. <laughs> sharing is caring. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you got some counsel after that one. Uh, sharing, you, you, no uh, oh, counsel yeah. after the white pastor. But you weren't. Yeah, that was just. I, I just. I love. I love the apology tours. They always come. I have not been on one. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, now okay, never mind. We were just talking about one I was on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, this is Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jim Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. And I'm Kristen McDunn. I don't have a title yet. Yeah, you do. I do. What's my title? You're licensed professional oh, counselor. But that's not fun. Okay. You are the D&D... Oh, man, I got to be careful how I say this. <laughs> you, you are the doctrine and devotion. Well, there are there are old school words that you could use to oh, describe he's gonna people. Use, no, I, I'm not. I, I'm not. He's I'm going not. with a three-letter one. Go. No. no. Four-letter one. I don't. What's a three-letter word? I'm Girl? No, that's not four. No. I don't know. I thought you were going to say gal. Gal? Yeah. Broad. There's a lot, There's like lots of dame. words. But I was uh, that's dame. That's the one I figured he no, was going to No, 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 no. But, but, uh, listen, right, so which I love one? old movies, so I know that's it. Chris I better Let me look it up. Because I don't want to say it and then they get Wait, in trouble. What? I don't know. I need a catchy one. Wait, hold on. What are you looking? Are you defining it first? I'm gonna look at. Oh yeah. Okay. So I can say this. Okay. Oh well, the first definition is fine. Then, the second definition is not. Maybe okay. don't do it. I, about, I'll just leave it alone. What is it? That word right there. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it can just mean a girl or a woman, you know. But anyway, hey everybody, Chris McDonald. She you gotta text me this. Like, okay. Well, you know what? Uh, let's just you know say what I it. need to do when I get home? I need to look in my tool bag and find a wrench. Yeah, I was okay? going to say, start with a W, ends an inch. Um, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll fix some things. Ah. Uh, yeah. But, yes, yes, the yes. podcast wench. Oh, Krista. Krista, oh, you can't I say was those not, No, I was wow. not. No, I meant it, wow. though, like, like as a, like a cool, you know. <laughs> we are super... Never mind. I was going to... Yeah, we're going to be canceled. <laughs> I'm offended. That's fine. We're not canceled. I said... Not yeah, no, well, yeah, you're going to get us canceled. Jimmy you can't get us canceled because he apologizes. You don't apologize for anything. I apologize <laughs> to anyone I offended. That's the non-apology. No, that's apology, the non-apology. Right? She only apologizes to people that she believes she has rightly offended, which means nobody. So Chris has never apologized. <laughs> oh, that's not true. Just ask Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm texting so, oh, listen, hey, Kevin. I got something. Has your wife apologized? Plenty. I'm gonna I'm gonna share some good news because my my, good my, news. my kid. <gasps> your new book. No, man, I'm not writing anything. I'm, uh, you know, it's funny. I, uh, my, but my books can fit in my pocket if I fold them. <laughs> you new booklet? No. no, my kids are always concerned about like, oh, dad, you know, you're all, you're not healthy. You know, you oh, know, yeah, yeah, let's see you, your results. You, you don't work out and you smoke a lot of cigars. Yeah, yeah. And you eat garbage. So they're worried I had, about you. I had my annual. All right, my okay. Annual. Now, those are uh, 
Those are private moments between me and a doctor, right? You know, you have those. You have the, you're not, not old enough. You don't I know. know. I haven't no. reached the, no. the yeah. 90th one. Yeah, so, but, so <laughs> I went, so I had all this blood work done, yep. had all this stuff, yep. and he gives me all of my numbers. All right, let me see it. I he said, it. well, it won't make any sense. Yeah, it'll he, make sense. I'll read it. But it, well, You're going to read it? This is HIPAA he protected gives, info, oh, dude. Can I, can I share? He just gives categories. But what he said was, all of these numbers are great. You are right where you should be in all of the mm-hmm. numbers. Uh, liver, uh, kidney, a uh, heart. Uh, why? Why is your? That one's a little weird, right? There's no weird ones. No, your estrogen level. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. seems a bit high. Yeah. Well, it was because I damaged my uterus a few oh years gosh. ago. Um, we... You said estrogen. The point Joey. is, is like my numbers are really good. He goes, "You're doing great. I can't believe this is awesome." And it's good. That all being said, you're right. I can't figure this. thing No, of course not. <laughs> but but he circled a lot as eh. No, he didn't. No, he goes, "Take this to your wife." And I was like, like why? What is she going to know? Because I'm supposed to tell her stuff like, uh, okay, so you got your bad cholesterol, your good cholesterol. Mine are right where they're supposed to be. And even the breakdown between the two is perfect. It's right where it's supposed Liver, awesome. No diabetes. Uh, kidneys are great. And, uh, and, and when he, he was like, he was like, so do you drink alcohol? And I'm like, well, of course I do. And he was like, well, how much? And I'm like, ah, like, I don't know, four days a week, let's say. And he, he's like, okay, how much? And he's like, yeah, you know, drink or two. He's like, he's like, that's fine. And I said, but you know, I smoke a whole lot of cigars all the time. And he goes, yeah, don't worry about it. That's my doctor. What kind of doctor? Yeah, but, uh, okay, well, technically, so, he's not an American doctor. I, mean, I, <laughs> I talked to him on the internet. But, uh, <laughs> no, he's a very respected, very popular, in-demand doctor right here in the Fox Valley area. Awesome. Hmm. I thought maybe you reached out to Dr. Alligood and had him do it for you. Oh, you know, uh, Jason does not give me a quarter. Jay, listen, hey, Jason. Jason lit me up, busting up my chops about one of our episodes. Like, Non-stop critiquing every mistake I made on the podcast. I don't remember that at all. No, you wouldn't because uh, you don't know the mistakes I made. But he knows them because he's a doctor. Oh, and okay, he just okay. he just like just schooled me, and I finally stopped replying. And he's like, "Sorry, man. I know it's a stressful time." <laughs> okay. okay, thanks. You're man. like cool, 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 cool. Yeah, you you got a doctorate from Midwestern. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I mean, I mean it's, it's still a doctorate, you know. But it's yeah, you know. It's like it's still a car, but it's a Ford Festiva from 1998. You know mm. what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's still a car. It's still. I mean, it works. You know, it gets you from point A to eight and a, a and a half sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, love love him. So, um, you guys keep saying, "Hey, bring Krista back on." We want to bring Krista on. She's awesome. And uh, I we thought I thought we would talk to you about something that I know you're dealing with a lot, mm-hmm. but we're also seeing it as well, and we're seeing more of this now than we have in previous years i mean you know jimmy how long have you been in pastoral ministry since uh starting in i've been in ministry let's just go okay. that way yeah because uh 2000 something okay so you started with young life probably is that that's yeah, it. that's what i was saying more yeah. ministry yeah so yeah but that's that's a pastoral kind of role mm-hmm. so yeah so ministry since 2000 you know i've been a pastor since 98 um and chris obviously you're counseling people and you've been involved in ministry so, so wait a second yeah all these times that we've had arguments mm-hmm. and you sat there like i have so much more experience you should listen to me yeah. it's only two years well thank yeah. you yeah yeah i have uh peace out thank you it's only it's only two <laughs> more years of, of of years Ooh. ministering but the difference now, well, you is could, in well, Joe years, no, no, though. No, no. Oh, in Joe, in Joe years. years, that could be yeah. a lot more. <laughs> these are like dog years. <laughs> exactly. These are these really are like oh, dog he, years. Listen, he's going to highlight the difference, and I'm going to agree with him because I, I agree with this difference. Go. 
Well, the, the difference is uh, the, the burden and the responsibility of leading a church is different from leading a parachurch organization. You know, I agree with with, that. With mm-hmm. yeah. but, it, but that doesn't make it like terrible or less. It's oh, just so, then, so then why are you diminishing? Uh, oh, I'm not diminishing. No, you were diminishing. You had, you, There's a difference. Ah, gotcha. There okay, is a continue. difference. Yes, you're right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so one of the things that uh, I've been talking a lot about on the podcast and my preaching is the weariness, the discouragement, the depression, mm. the anxiety that we're seeing more of in the last year and a half or so. Uh, among people and it's I'm seeing more of it Jimmy's seen more of it I know mm-hmm. you're seeing more of it absolutely and one of the things that you've been talking a lot about is the the correlation between anxiety depression and things like that uh, and community mm-hmm. or the lack of it yeah what what is it that that you are seeing because you, you know, people come to you they they're pouring out their problems or you're helping helping them through mental health issues what are you seeing as it relates to community and anxiety well one of the hallmarks of anxiety and depression, um, even in, you know, the diagnostic manual we use, one of the criteria is isolation mm-hmm. and um, like diminished interest in activities that you normally enjoyed. You know, so these are actually diagnostic criteria that we would consider whether or not, like determining do they, does this person have clinical levels of depression or, right. or anxiety, right? So yeah, that, it's a sign. It's is it a, a symptom a or a cause or both? I would say more a symptom. Okay. But it, it certainly doesn't help. You know, so when I think of it in terms of, you know, yeah, someone that I'm working with, if I have a client call me and say, oh, I can't make it in today, I'm not feeling well, I might probe a little bit yeah. and just yeah. say, are you physically not feeling well? Like, are you sick? Or are, are you just really feeling down today? What's going on? And while I'm feeling down today, it's just been a really rough day. And and so I'll push him a little bit and be mm. like, you know what? I'd really like you to still try to come in, mm. you know? Why? Because Why you, just getting out of the house yeah. is a win. I mean, if you're, if you're dealing with clinical depression, yeah, getting out of the house is a win, you know? Because otherwise people you're isolated you you tend to ruminate your your thoughts you're like on a hamster wheel mm-hmm. with your thoughts that that just go nowhere good yeah and you have no one really pushing back on that um there's no joy there's no there, there's there just aren't any other outside inputs you're just mm-hmm. kind of marinating in that whereas if you leave if you get out in community one way or the other it, it could even just serve as a distraction. It gives yeah. you a chance mm. to think about something else. Yeah, you know, something as simple as that. So, it is. It's really, really important to stay connected to people. And then, so you throw COVID on top of all of this. Mm. Even if you don't have clinical levels of anxiety or depression, you're kind of dealing with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when I think back to the first days of COVID, when we didn't know what was going on, sure. and it was scary, right? You yeah. know, we were we just were afraid to leave our houses and that that does something to us. And I think there's these lasting effects for anybody that that already struggled with this, it magnified it. And then for other people that maybe had like subclinical levels, like maybe occasionally they felt this, that might have amped it up for them a mm. bit. Um and then for even people that, you know, another thing I think about too, introverts versus extroverts right right so i remember you all probably saw them too on social media the memes like you know the introvert that says i've trained my whole life for this you know when we first had to i made those jokes yeah i made those jokes right so you think like i was born for this this is great but i would you tell me though 
Yeah, Even, no, it, it sucked. Yeah. No, it wasn't right? good. <laughs> you realize over time, like, yeah, okay, I've baked all the bread. I've cleaned all the rooms. Mm-hmm. I've done everything I'm going to do. And you now here puppy. we sit. Yeah, you got another dog. <laughs> so, yeah, I think even people who normally recharge their batteries by being alone yeah. realized, I need people still. You know, it's I still, still need it's people. It's still not good for man to be alone. Correct. Genesis, right? Mm. Yeah. Why, why, why do you guys think it is a... Because uh, uh, I think most of us know this, right? When we get down, depressed, hurt, we isolate ourselves. And most of us mm-hmm. know that we do that sort of a thing, right? But why? Because like, I think it's helpful to understand why we do that. Like why? Because forget like people that like to be alone. Mm-hmm. Like, when we get hurt or when we are depressed or anxious, why are we so... Why is that the first thing that happens? Isolation, removed from community. Why do we do that? Yeah. Have you, I, I mean, I, my, have you done it? I've done it. And I yeah. think part of it is... Um, so when you were talking at the beginning, I was thinking about when you said uh, if someone calls and says they're not feeling well, you kind of prod, mm-hmm. right? We're used to the no one prodding, mm-hmm. right? We're used to, especially, it, it, not especially, but at, it can happen within the church where we, how are you doing? Things are great. Blessed. Hashtag blessed. Yeah. And it's all surface level, mm-hmm. right? And I think we're used to no one prodding and assuming they don't care, right? right? Uh, and which is weird to me because I think if we would ask ourselves like, you know, I actually do genuinely care about others. Mm-hmm. I just haven't, you know, asked or prodded. So, you know, if we know we care, obviously they do care. Right. Right. Um, so I think that's, that's part of it is like, we're just not used to prodding going deeper when it, co- when it comes to our interactions with others. Right. So we assume they don't want to be inconvenienced by us. And I right. think also like we don't, we don't, like making people feel uncomfortable yeah like there's like there's a sense of like ah, i don't want to embarrass them i don't want to i don't want to step on their toes or i don't want to hijack their time right, right. Like there's, we have a bunch of reasons that aren't bad reasons to to be like cautious mm-hmm. but they become excuses to not do the hard thing yeah right and i think for the person that's experiencing say depression and things like that number one you often think you're the only one feeling this way, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it can feel like that. Um, so I'll often tell clients, you're not the only one and kind yeah. of normalize it. Right. Not that depression is normal, not that you want to just be okay with being depressed, but that sure. it's a common thing. Yeah. You're right? not with the weird, you're not a weirdo. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It happens. And it, it, for a lot of different reasons. So there's that aspect. I think too, I know in my own life, when I think back, like when anxiety was the most difficult for me, I don't like feeling needy. Oh, yeah. I hate that yeah. feeling. You feel embarrassed. Yeah. Right? It's like, I feel like I should be able to handle my mm-hmm. life. I'm looking at other people. They seem to handle their life. They seem to. Why am I not? <laughs> right. Keyword, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, they seem like they got it all together, but they don't. You know, I've learned that over time. But yeah, so I think even admitting our neediness is really hard. And as Christians, man, we should be the first to admit our neediness because we understand that through the gospel. Yeah. But. And I agree. And the, the issue we have, though, is that our, our Christian culture has followed suit with the American culture Absolutely. that struggles and failures, our struggles and weakness equal failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we don't want to be viewed as, as that failure. We don't right. want to be viewed as a lesser believer or a believer that can't achieve or anything sure. like that. I mean, we've got, we have memes, we've got... Uh, accounts we've got all this like hyper masculine like pull pull yourself up by your bootstrap sure. make no excuses and it's it's really pushed this narrative that you know weakness is a failure mm-hmm. weakness is mm. what uh, is sub is sub man 
Right. right. It's not what a true right. man is, mm-hmm. which goes against everything that, that we really see in scripture from, from the theological levels of, of total depravity and sin and brokenness. But even Paul in second Corinthians 12 talks about this, right? Like I asked God to take away mm. my hurt mm-hmm. three times. No, I don't think he, I don't think he simply threw up three prayers. I think the point is like, I persisted in prayer yeah. for yeah. three periods yeah, of yeah. time. Like I really pleaded with God and I finally learned like, nope, you're supposed to embrace your weakness, mm-hmm. be honest about your weakness, mm-hmm. so that you can actually find strength in me mm-hmm. and I believe in in the community, in in, in the church. I'll, yeah. tell you, I'll tell you this: I have I have men in my life, like Pastor Brian, Pastor Jimmy. I have I've men in my life who will say, "Hey, man, what's going on? This seems this seems a little off," and uh, it which is always beautifully awkward, but yields fruit. Mm-hmm. But I even had a guy, he's not an elder, he's not a deacon, he's just a godly man at the church that I love, and he said, hey man, can we meet and talk? And uh, a homeboy crawled into my life. He's like, hey, and it was easier for me, not easy, but easier for me because I so respect him. He's such mm-hmm. a godly man. I won't say who, who mm-hmm. it was, but it was Gary Mon. And um, <laughs> he just crawled right into my life, and he's like, hey man, let's talk, because I get it, mm-hmm. I know. And it is, it was, and it continues to be so helpful for, for there to be people who are willing to press in on those delicate, sensitive, sore issues when you can trust them. Man, yeah. that's what Gary talks to you about? And what he's talking to you about? Crypto. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> book of, prayer of, prayer of Sheba? Prayer of Sheba. Yeah, right. <laughs> you guys. That, that is so cool. And I think... Man, I've I've thought about pastors in general during this time. I mean, we, hmm. you know, we talked about it a little bit, or you know, during our church conference a couple weeks ago, that I really f- have felt for you guys. Um, and it's interesting because I I know this has been a tough time for you. It just pastoring a church through COVID is just hard. But and even, we made our share of mistakes. Yeah, yeah. It's well, everyone. How, how mm-hmm. could we not? We're just making it up as we go because we unlimited information, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So we don't have a choice. But even my sister lives up in the Twin Cities. You know, same thing. She's like, oh man, our pastors are really struggling. You know, my parents in Wisconsin, same thing. Like, oh yeah, this has been a tough season for our guys. You know, so that's a universal experience. And I would imagine for you all, it's difficult too that it's just like I just want to go home mm-hmm. and be left alone. You know, because yeah. it's hard, and and so what a gift from Gary, you know that he, yeah, he, that he, he did cares. that for you. It, it would be hard if we cared for our people, but because we just don't give a flip about Stop. any of the people, that I just don't even I, think about I, it. I'm, already, just like, Whatever, man. I'm just gonna go home Stop. and play Xbox. <laughs> I know that's not true. Totally and full not di- true. Full disclosure: um, you know, Krista's husband is an elder candidate who is godly, gifted, mm-hmm. insightful. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, how thankful are we for Kevin? Oh, I am especially thankful. Yes, yes. Uh, he is. I got my I got my PIC. What's that? Partner in crime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you guys think alike, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I know. I had a feeling <laughs> but, you guys are But here's the thing. Hold this. I, I appreciate you saying that. We might think alike. We definitely don't speak alike. Because no. he'll take those same thoughts and be like, like, you know, <gasps> Here's a blessing for you to consider. Oh, and then here's me going, <laughs> blow this up! Yeah. Uh, I've, I've basically seen Jimmy do the, the Darth Vader, like a Jedi throat choke on people. <laughs> and, but like, but like, uh, but Kevin has this, uh, he's, he's, he's more Yoda. He's more Yoda. So, so you know what's him. funny is like, I brought back an employee that everyone didn't really enjoy, oh. but I loved him. Steve, yes. Nope. Oh. Like, you know, and, uh, and we walked out on the floor, and the initial thought I had was, 
the emperor has his Vader back. Because <laughs> the whole place, the floor went silent. Like, oh no. Oh, wow. They're back together again. I'm like, yeah. These efficiency levels are going back up. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I, I There's a time that. and place for both, right? Yep. I think. Well, you got it. You, and and that's, that's, that's what I love about having a diversely gifted, different personalities, different perspectives, but same vision for the church, same mm-hmm. theology. Because that's really important. You got to have the same vision for the church or it doesn't work. Um, same theology, but then different perspectives, different personalities, because if we're all like one of us, then nothing gets done. It all falls apart and we can't mm-hmm. care for people appropriately. What, what, so what about this? I mean, we haven't got quite got to it yet, but like in, in, on the level of, let's just say in the realm of creation and common grace and in the realm of redemption and special grace, community matters in both mm-hmm. spheres, right? Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. like every human being is designed for and needs community. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is uh, true for both non-believers and for believers. And of course, we have a special kind of community right. um, in the church. So why is community so important for our health, for our spiritual health, for our mental health, for, for all of it? Like, and let's, maybe you can just talk about it even in in the, the realm of creation and in the world. Why does community matter for them? If there's no Jesus, why would it matter? Because I yeah. think some Christians are like, well, who, who cares then? If you don't have Jesus, why does community matter? Hmm. Oh, yeah, not true. Um, it still matters. And research has shown that, you know, there's support, like, faith being Mm -hmm. in a church community but also being in other organizations clubs um whatever it might be those are what we would call like supportive factors in someone's life or even having a solid uh family Mm -hmm. you know who's really supportive those so if someone is dealing with anxiety or depression or some other issue yeah those are things that go in the kind of win column for people that are going to help them um so yeah so that applies to everyone that that falls under the kind of the common grace that's just how god has Mm -hmm. created us in his image what does it do what what does community do for a person even let's leave jesus and the holy spirit and salvation out of it whoa i'm not saying forever (laughs) just for this moment reason okay for the season okay (laughs) so what what does community do for a person i think giving that sense of belonging we all want that, right? Um, Whether we admit it or not. Like, yes, yes yeah, yeah. exactly. We like to act, act like we're the lone wolf. I'm right. an individual. Right. I'm doing my own thing. I'm, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Keanu. What's his, uh, John Wick. John I'm John Wick. Wick. Yeah. I'm by myself. I'm killing people for touching my dog. Like We like to be I, like, alone, like lone ranger type guys. Mm-hmm. Strong, silent type. But, I felt like lone wolf was... A, 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 I, why do okay. you do that? Why do I, why, <laughs> why do why do I, why do I layer the analogies? No, no. Why do you take... Like what I said, mm-hmm. and then just repackage it with something that may or may not have been better. Oh, it's why definitely better. Why couldn't it's you just leave better. Lone Wolf? You had to yeah. go Lone Ranger. Yeah, because first of all, Lone Wolf, general, Lone Ranger, specific character. Okay, specific character. So you deal in generalities. I deal in specific illustrations that drive the point home that make people Can want to help? believe in Jesus. Can you help with that? That's this? what I do. I feel like I'm at a tennis match. This is why you're My the executive like pastor, and, and I am the lead pastor. <laughs> For now. Oh, <laughs> A lot of things are up in the air for Deaver. Oh, no. You never no, know what's going to happen. Krista could be the next pastor. Oh, no. my gosh. No, stop. No, stop. No, I'm no, just saying. No, like, number you never one. Know. No, I would never want that. Oh, she, she lied. Oh, no. 
No, I told you guys. I pre- I I gave the gospel once at a like girls retreat. It was like the most stressful thing I've ever done. Mm. I felt the weight of the responsibility. I don't know how y'all and do it. I think they became Satanists after that. Probably. <laughs> pretty sure they Joey. did. They were women pure. shouldn't be telling people about Jesus. Joey, they were the th- she was Eve was deceived no, stop, by the devil. Stop, stop. Oh, oh okay. my gosh. Stop. Eve no, was deceived. Adam stop. wasn't deceived. Adam nope. was just being a dummy. Uh uh-uh. oh, uh. Adam was just being this a dummy. Just, okay, so <laughs> so we need community. You're gonna start your apology to next week. I don't even care. So um. So we need community we're made for. I mean, God dwells in community. Right. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, eternal. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and so we're made in his image. We're made for community. We need it for a sense of belonging. It does impact our sense of identity. Absolutely. Because we, we're not supposed to exist on our own. We're supposed yeah. to be a part of God's people or, or of his creation. So that all makes sense. And when what happens when a person, like what specifically is happening to a person when they isolate? From community. Yeah. The, well, the, the crushing loneliness, you know, and it just magnifies it. And what, what happens? What? Okay. So I guess I'm driving. I, I okay. want to hear you talk about this. So we isolate ourselves. Yeah, please mansplain this to okay. us. Okay. Because well, I'm, to, I'm mansplaining to one. The woman. That's right. So, um, so <laughs> we correct me. We, because you are the podcast wife. So I'm mansplaining for two, I guess. Oh. So. We, we isolate ourselves yeah. and the, the impact of that, like, so we, what we, we feel loneliness, but what is it? What is that doing? How does that hurt us? Well, yeah, you feel the loneliness, you, um, it, which leads to hopelessness. Hmm. Um, gosh, if you, if it really goes unchecked, it, it can lead to suicidal ideation or hmm. self-harm of other forms. Why does it do that? It, oh, man, it just, the way I've heard people describe it to me when they feel depressed. So I haven't personally experienced depression. My Mine has always been anxiety. You're nervous Nelly. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I've heard people say about depression that it's, again, it's these cyclical thoughts. Yeah. And they just keep spiraling mm. and spiraling and spiraling. And and that the, the depression actually starts to lie to you. Like you, somebody who's yeah. severely depressed, who is entertaining thoughts of suicide, like people will say that's selfish. And to those of us who aren't in it, I can see where it would seem that way. But actually, the depression can actually convince them that their family, their loved ones would literally be better off without them. And they really, yeah. truly believe it. Right. And that's hard, I think, to grasp sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, it, it becomes these lies. And I know one of my professors said something that was so interesting when I was in school, and he said, "If I'm just alone with my thoughts, yeah. and I don't, I'm not around anybody that can ever check me or challenge me, I will think some pretty wacky things." Mm-hmm. And that, and he's yeah. not like mentally ill, you know. We all, be, again, due to total depravity right. and things like that, is if we, if we are just alone, and we don't have anybody else mm-hmm. to give kind of feedback and input. Yeah, we can go sideways. And I think that's fairly really, quickly. Know, and I think that's what's really important about community within the church, right? Like oh, yeah. for some individuals, I don't know if this is inappropriate to say it in this way, so correct me, right? Like for some individuals that uh it can go to an extreme like that, right? right. But for the vast majority, I think of of believers, mm-hmm. I think it goes to going sideways. Like you know, like you mentioned, lying to themselves. I think there's a bit of arrogance in that. Right. Not receiving input or pushback from others, not being corrected and not willing to take that correction. Uh, they become an island to themselves. And so they're not able to, 
I guess, really grow and adjust right. in a, I think, a helpful biblical way. Mm. I think that's true. And I think a, a common thing with this is that, so when that happens, when there's pushback or something like that, or that feedback or correction, a lot of times the response might be, well, they just don't really understand. Right. Because they or assume they're being like, mean. they're being mean, but they, but I, nobody's ever had it as bad as this. Sure. Because we all tend to think ours is the worst. It goes to that pity party, right? A little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, Not so much that, you know, not truly. Like, they really believe that. Like, this Mm. is really, like, no... Nobody really understands, or they would think like, I can't, you know, in in my role as a a therapist, I can't go see someone that hasn't experienced this. This is why, for example, when people are in recovery, why AA is effective, because most of the people that are, you know, leading AA are recovering alcoholics, right? right? Mm -hmm. So they've got the cred. Yeah. I don't have the cred in that regard, you know? So that does make sense. Um, So yeah, and I, I... so that I think that's a factor too, but in the church, I think it's especially we haven't gotten to this, but it's especially important to show up even when you don't want to. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh yes. Just yes, like yes. I pushed back, you know, or would push back on a client, whether it's community groups, Sunday services, Disciple- discipleship, discipleship groups. groups. Yep. My gosh, when you don't feel like going. That's exactly when you should That's go. That's the yeah. sign. Please you, go. We've, we've talked <laughs> yeah. about this quite a bit. I know I've, I've, I've preached on it as well. Um, but like, okay, so if you, we believe in the means of grace. We believe that God conveys grace to his people through these particular means when they're accompanied by faith. And so you're miserable, you're downtrodden, you're weary, you're downcast, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, filled with overmuch sorrow, to talk like a Puritan. Mm-hmm. And you think like it's just going to get better. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to go to church because I don't feel it. That's why you go. Exactly. You're, because you don't feel it. That's that's why you hear the word. It's why you read the word. It's why you pray. Not because you're you're finally prepared for it spiritually and now you're ready, Mm-mm. but because you you're in need of God's grace. Like so, why would you think it's going to improve when you neglect those means and those opportunities? Absolutely. And and Scripture highlights this. Right. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm. We have to we have to fill our minds with truth. You know, think on these things. Whatever is right, right. Whatever is just. Whatever is pure. It, it starts in what we're thinking about, and you know that's another thing. Is when you're alone and isolated. We talked about that. You ruminate on those thoughts. So if you're, you know, if you're weary, and all you're thinking about is how weary you are, you're just going to continue to feel more weary. Right. Yeah. Of course. If you're angry. And you think yes. about it, you're just <laughs> going to continue to be angry, my, right? I know that emotion well. <laughs> you, you can attest. But if you think about things that you're grateful for, yeah, you start to feel gratitude. Mm-hmm. If you if you go to church and reminded about what Christ did for you, how are if, you going to? If the church leave? is actually preaching, that well, that gospel, helps. Right? <laughs> exactly. That's a, yeah. they're preaching that's, do better and pray better. Oh yeah, it, no, you're going to leave depressed. Yeah, it's just it's just for feeding sure. into it. Right? Yeah. yeah, no, that's bad news. You know, because I I'm, I'm doomed if that's what's expected but yeah if you're hearing if you're hearing the gospel i i challenge anybody to tell me like i felt worse after that service you know what i mean or Mm. or if i went to my community group and and i'm assuming that it's a a relatively healthy community group not a group that's you know in trouble but 
I, I don't think people regret it. I mean, I've had that where I'm like, I don't want to go do this, mm-hmm. but oh, for I'm sure. going to go do this. But no, then even I'm, as a leader, I feel that way. I feel oh that gosh, way. Yeah. I was going to say that. Sometimes. I was going to say that. Like, okay, so we all are involved in leading community mm-hmm. groups or sure. hosting them or whatever. You know what? Guess what? Sometimes we don't feel like doing it either, yeah. <laughs> but we do because we know it's good. And I never regret it. I no. never. Yep. Even if I'm tired and it's been a long week, I never feel like, man, I wish those people wouldn't come over. No, and that's just I, I'm even, never like that. Even when it's at those times, and it's like really feeling that I'm like, we're doing a hangout. Like, let's just be I, together. Be yeah, like, I, I need right. you. To, I, and I, you know, it's because I need that community. Right. I, maybe you know, at this point, I'm not ready to lead like in the discussion and go through everything. But why don't we like? But just you can enjoy, fellowship. We can yeah. fellowship and enjoy and catch up and, and right. delve deeper into what's going on. Yeah, they're, exactly. they're, they are your brothers and sisters. Like I love my community group, and we were just there on Tuesday, and uh, and it was and I actually was looking forward to it, right? But sometimes I, I'm just weary. I, I don't feel like going, mm-hmm. but I know, I know that I will hear. Like okay, so one of my favorite uh, proverbs is uh is proverbs 25 12 25 anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down mm. but a good word makes him glad mm-hmm. and it's not a good word like at a boy you Mm-mm. can do it it's more like you know the good word of god the good, good word news. of the gospel mm-hmm. like those things really help and even if they don't explicitly preach the gospel to me oh, so the myers are in, so it's a family mm-hmm. in our church they're in my cg and uh, they're super old no, I'm kidding. They are not. They, they always joke Stop. about it. What does they say? They're, oh, listen, they are. Here's the thing, okay? I don't know. They're like 80 or something. I don't know. But <laughs> they are not 80. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll tell you I'll what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. They are, been, they're better looking now than they were in their wedding photos. I've seen their wedding well, photos. You talk about, they look you know, that great. they're elderly. You know, I, listen, okay. I have been to events and parties. Yeah. And I'll tell you this right now. Tell me. Rick and Cindy know how to get down. Oh no, they do. <laughs> they know how to party. They, they are, are some hip grandparents. They, 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 <laughs> they are. They are. The, but like, oh. but, but the point is, like, you'll see the good news yep. and the good word in them. Yes, they can't, they can't hold they, it back. Yeah, it just, it's it's there. Okay, I wanted to say something. You brought something up, and I think this is oh. important. I want. I want. I want. It was I want, a good thing. It was a really good thing. For he's once, look at this. Finally, he's not criticizing oh you. No, no, he's about to correct no. it. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, basically, no, you, you here's botched what he's gonna it. say. You oh no, he's gonna say go and to put a finer point. I was so hopeful for you, I'm not going to say that. All right, here we go. Jimmy brought something up, and I would like Krista to put a finer point on. See, <laughs> oh great, he's gonna he's gonna no, triangulate me into no, this you, thing. You only kind of hinted at it, okay, and it's, no. I think it's really important. I, I know some people are gonna listen to this, and they're like, "I'm not depressed. I'm not a baby. I'm not a little punk. I, I whatever." But they're isolating themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So, isolation can lead to depression and anxiety, sure. but it can also, and this is what you were hitting on, it can also lead to pride, yeah, and mm, arrogance, that's right? And so, like Darren Patrick, who was a friend of mine. Mm. Um, who committed suicide. And, mm. you know, Dan, one of the things, that, and Darren had to step down from his role at The Journey. And Darren was so open about this when he was healing and, and making amends and doing yeah. better and helping other pastors. He goes, oh no, uh, I got to a point with my platform where I didn't have peers or friends, mm. yeah. where people wouldn't speak into my life. And I became, in my mind, the man. Mm. And so isolation doesn't just mean you're going to be depressed. It can mean that you're you're, you're self-inflated yeah. and that you think you're the man, which is just as dangerous. You're just as vulnerable as the depressed or the anxious person. You just don't know it. That's a great so point. So you, you see this, right? That, yeah. I made a great point. Yeah. That yes. I made. Jimmy made this point. Great point. Nobody could Thank tell you. because he was mumbling. But, uh, but Krista, could you put a finer point on that? I'll try. Um, no, I think that's a, an excellent um, observation. Clarification and that I made, yeah. We've seen, you know, you brought up Darren. Mm. Um, I think we've seen it with other high-profile pastors, 
mm-hmm. you know, that end up maybe being surrounded by yes people, you know, or, you know, so that's its own thing. Um, but that's isolating in its own way. You it, might no, be good. around yeah. people, but yet oh, they're not good. telling you the truth. That's so fire. That's Krista's isolated. smart. Now, remember I said that earlier, Krista. Okay. I'm glad you put a fine she, yeah, point but, on But it. she's basically taking your thunder. She's stealing you, your thunder. Yeah, at this okay. Sorry. Okay, yeah, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. So you can isolate yourself when you're surrounded by people who are yes and amening everything you say. I think so. Because it's not. they're not telling you the truth. Mm. That's mm. really good. That is real good. And one of the things we, we, we've pointed this out with people like, and I'm not trying to beat up on him, but Driscoll had a lot of people around him that were just like, yeah, man, you're the dude, do your yeah. thing. Add a boy, add a boy. I know that I would be a train wreck if, and I am not in that position, where people were always saying like, everything you do is great. Like, just do your thing. Mm-hmm. It is isolating. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. I even I even remember, you know, Kevin and I had attended, I'm just, I'm not going to say what it is, but we attended a series of conferences that- I know, but I won't say it. I know, yeah, don't he, say it. Yep. I want to say really bad. Don't, yep. Just I'm don't not, do no, it. I'm not going, I'm not no, going to say fine. it. T4G. Just don't do it. No, it wasn't T4G. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was but just one word. It was one word. Stop. Okay. Anyway, so we would go and it was great. Uh-huh. And there were- Did you feel liberated cr- when you went to this? Stop it. Oh, I'm not asking. Stop, stop, Okay, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> okay, this is before we were, t- we were attending Redeemer, but yeah, we would go to this conference you know, and just incredible. Paul Tripp, mm. Scotty Smith, awesome guy. Awesome Elise guy. Fitzpatrick, yep. awesome um, Brian Chapel at one on point. I mean, just amazing. Mike Horton preached. Mm-hmm. Actually, the, he he preached the year I didn't go. But we just watched that video the other day in our CG, and it was awesome. Anyway, um, and I just was like, wow, this is great. And one of my friends that went with us said, I'm a little concerned, though. Like, it seems like, mm. And my thought was, what, what do you mean? Yeah, it, it seems, seems a little, like, mm. like I feel like, like it's go. I don't want to really say. No, no, no. Here's the thing. We talk about. You know what that was? You know how there's like TikTok where like men won't understand this look. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 They look it's down, like, look away. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did I do it? That was what you did. Yeah. That's what you did. All ladies know, but most of the dumb guys don't know. So she said it was kind of. Listen, we're all like. By the way, all the people you mentioned, we we admire and respect. So it's not about them, right? I don't. Well, and I don't want to throw them on the, under the bus because they said good some good stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what was the, the problem? What was the? Mm. Well, you could kind of detect things were starting to go. Like the last year we went, we were like, this feels weird. It feels different. It felt like, okay, the platform has been established. Um, there's celebrity status going on. And there was this, okay, I even felt it. Like, I want to be a part of this group. How can mm. I be? But, mm. Like, I like what's going on here. But then it felt like there. I could feel other people being like that. But, like, I wondered why they mm. wanted to be, like, a part of it. We wanted it because we weren't in a church that was doing that. Well, that, at that point we were because we came. We were at Redeemer for that last one. That's when but we fixed you guys. Pri- yeah. Exactly. Prior to that, though, we weren't. And so we, at the time, we were just starving for gospel-saturated stuff. Mm-hmm. And But what I said to my friend who kind of recognized this, like, I don't know, this seems like it's getting a little weird. And I said, wait a minute. Look at the people who are here they're going to hold him accountable or they're going to hold them accountable and that isn't necessarily true okay let's just be clear you're talking about a particular figure right okay um so i know you don't want to you you don't want to get into this um but i might uh, as well if you're gonna say because it rhymes with uh chulian crevigen (laughs) (laughs) no so yeah no totally I, I, i i i i know 
I knew Tulian and um, was grateful for a lot of the work that he did. Yeah. But there was something going on there and you began to kind of feel like there's something weird Well, here. he even acknowledges that, mm. I think, in, after the fact. I think he said, like, I believed my own hype, you know. I, mm. So I think he even acknowledged it. So that you don't want... Credit you, to him you, for that. But So, like, you can isolate yourself by being surrounded by people who don't tell you the truth. Okay, and in this case, I, I don't know because I wasn't right. there, sure. but when I, you know, I... I think we get a sense of some of the character of some of those people, like the Paul Tripps and Scotty Smith and people like that. Um, I would imagine they would tell someone the right. truth yeah. if they knew what was going on. Sure. So sometimes you uh, that's another example of where you can be with people so you're not physically isolated, but if you're not honest with people, right. that serves as isolation as well. Okay, yeah. okay, I, okay. So, um, hmm. I'll just say it this way. Oh. Jimmy and I were hanging out with a guy who was um, friends, like, you know, considered himself a friend of James McDonald. And we were like, that guy's sus, to use the lingo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's sus. And, and it's not that, like, I'm not guessing. I know because I know people at the church. I know leaders in the church. I know what they're going through. They come to me crying. Mm-hmm. So I know what they're going through. And I know some of the damage that's being done by this guy that you consider a friend, but, like, it didn't really know him. It didn't really know him that well. He didn't like. He didn't know like what was going on, right. and therefore wasn't able to speak into it. And I know guys like Paul Tripp, who did speak into Mars Hill, who did say like, "Hey guys, right. yes. this mm-hmm. is a mess. Absolutely, you've got to fix this." Right. But this is a situation where, where like you know, when you are surrounded by people who are only supporting you in an unhealthy way and not supporting you in a helpful way, that means like you've got to guard yourself, watch yourself. You need help. You need parameters. You need conviction. You need mm-hmm. correction. Mm-hmm. Right. All of that can put us in a bad way. Right. So that you actually don't benefit from the communion of the saints. Because the communion of the saints isn't like, Jimmy likes to say, kumbaya, <laughs> which nobody knows the reference for. That's why I tell you not to use that. No, it's kumbaya. Nobody knows kumbaya anymore. Nobody, uh, Gen X and under doesn't know kumbaya. In fact, I don't know where uh, you Hakuna Matata. Okay, better. Should we sing it? No. No, I'm teasing. Oh my goodness. I'm not singing. Krista. So, <laughs> all right, so, kumbaya. So, oh, here we go. <laughs> all right, so let, let, let's, let's say this. Especially for Christians. Why do they need the communion of the saints? Why do they need the local church? Why they need, why do they need brothers and sisters around them for their spiritual flourishing, for their holistic flourishing? Well, first of all, we're commanded to do it, right? We're we're told to come together, mm. not forsake meeting together like mm-hmm. some are accustomed to, right? So we're we're told to do it, which is a good reason. Um but we're told to do it because it benefits us. We build each other up. We encourage each other yeah. because we are going to have those moments when we're down. We are going to go through difficult times in our lives. This world is tainted by sin, right? All of it. And so we're going to we're going to struggle one way or another. So, yeah, we need the communion of the saints just for that encouragement to to be there to help bear one another's burdens. Mm-hmm. All of those things. It's just you know, we need to be together Look, to okay. do that. Two things, two things. One, can you be a healthy human being and Christian and be separated from a local church? Ooh. You're asking me? Yeah, I'm mm. looking at you. I'm not You're looking right. at Jimmy. I looked at Jimmy. <laughs> I was trying to get out of it. I have my answer. Because we, we, we've think said so. it a million times. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, no, I don't think so. I mean, I think people like to think they can, like they're interacting with mm-hmm. people on Christian Twitter maybe. Or, or Christian Mingle. Or Christian well, maybe Tingle. Christian Mingle. Whatever. I don't know. But um, 
Yeah, I don't think so. We have I mean, to it's be, not the same. We have yeah. to be in real relationships with real people in right. real space, right? Well, right. I mean, I'll even say that to my clients, like especially the, the kids I work with that maybe struggle with social anxiety and they'll talk about like, well, I was hanging out with my friends and I'll be like, you were? Where? Well, on Xbox, you know, <laughs> or on PlayStation. And I'll be like, oh, not like, do you know these kids from school? And you were just kind of hanging out on the right. thing. No, these are just people I met online. Were I'm you like, talking to my son, Killian? No, I was not. Oh, okay. All right. um, but I was, you, I was. Don't I'm just asking. Don't throw no, but he talks don't. to his friends. But he's, you know, know he's, he's got some social things. I know, like, but don't call out Bonger. I'm not like calling that. out Bonger. I'm just you saying, are. like, you know, he. Stop it. Listen, Bonger. I told you about the scooter thing. No, I know it. Okay. I, but I don't say those things. Oh, here. I, I, I'll say. Okay. I don't say those All right. things. Let me ask you one question, real okay. quick, okay? Okay. So I've noticed this thing. I'm, I'm 49. I'm going to turn 50. Okay. I've noticed this thing. This, this thing is very concerning to me. Okay. I don't like this. I find myself in situations where I'm talking about things that are important or things that matter, and my eyes get really watery, and I get really uncomfortable when I'm watching movies, when I'm watching shows, when I'm like, I, what the heck is wrong with me? What is that? Because this has not happened before. I mean, it happened the other couple weeks ago. I know we were saying goodbye to Morty. We were saying goodbye to, I don't even like Tim Smith. And I was saying, we were saying goodbye to Tim Smith and, and his wife. Happened. And I was getting all emotional. I feel what? like it happened during this podcast a little bit. No. 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 Thank you. No. It does no. look like I, it though. No. He's just my old like man eyes that are grayed over and weeping. This is, so what is so that? What what's is that? wrong with you is yeah. that you think you only have like one major emotion. I have two. What's there two? I annoyance, always forget. Oh, annoyance and anger. Okay, yeah, well, which is a words. subset He's of an anger. Yeah, I'm in AA. I've yeah. got my own okay, AA I could chapter. Never, I couldn't remember the second one. <laughs> but the thing is, you actually have more than that. You just yeah. are nah. now discovering okay, well, it. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I need to talk to a professional. Okay, bye. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram, Twitter, at Doc and Devo, or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrVotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast at the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh Pot every Monday and Thursday, blog posts and video content over at the website. And we got that all-access exclusive content. Mm-hmm. Banter of Truth on Tuesdays. Banter. Weekday Wisdom. Weekday Monday Wisdom. Friday. Devotions. Head on over to DrVotion.com. Mm-hmm. We give away, access give away money every week. So, what? No. No, we give like $100 no, no, gift, no, no. Gift, no, no. gift cards. No, no, no. You, I, I gave them the URL and you messed it up. No, I'm that, saying. That's where they have to go. They go there and we give away like gift cards. And they get to register today. Bye. Gift card.